0: with a strata law issue or a building and construction matter sax girachi lawyers is a leading sydney law firm that can help with over 20 years experience sax girachi lawyers focus on commercial litigation building and construction strata law and local government regulation issues now here's your podcast
1: Defining what common property is in a strata scheme is a fundamentally important thing to know. So in today's podcast, I'm with David Sachs of Sachs Jirachi, and we're talking all things common property. And my first question to David was, what is common property?
0: When you have a strata scheme, there are two types of property. Um, One type is common property and the other type is lot property. And the common property is all of the building components, the structures, the ground, the airspace that is owned, controlled, managed, administered by the owner's corporation, and by definition, it is everything that is in the property that is not lot property.
1: Right. So how do people actually make the definition? I mean, what's the sort of methodology that's that's applied here in dif- differentiating the common property and what isn't?
0: Well, it was very – I gave you a very lawyer-like answer to the previous question, but this is the way um, the definition works through the Strata Schemes Development Act because what it provides for is that – any property, or in, in the parcel, which is the land and fixtures and fittings and all of the things that are on the land that makes up the property, um, there is the lot property that is owned by all of the people that are in the building, um, you know, living there, and it says by exclusion, everything else is common property. So the definition of common property is always a residual concept. In other words, anything that is not lot property is common property. And we determine that by looking at the strata plan. So everybody who owns a lot in a strata scheme will have received at some stage when they bought the property, for example, a copy of the strata plan, and that will comprise at least two pages. The first page is a location plan which sets out in plan form the shape of the building and the surrounding areas of it and then each successive page will um, um, set out a plan of a particular component of the building, usually a, a level like ground level, basement level, level one, level two, depending how many levels the building is and there will be Um, uh, a a, a surveyor's line drawing with notation that identifies all of the lots. So one can find on a strata plan, if you own lot 25, um, you go and look at the strata plan and you will see in it, you will find lot 25 and if it has a residential living area or a business operating area, there will be that component on the strata plan and there will be perhaps car spaces or storage units or other bits and pieces that may be on different plans because they're on different levels of the building that also form part of this lot 25. Um, And when all of those things, lot 25, lot 24, lot 32, whatever it might be, each of those is lot property and everything else that exists excluding that lot property is the common property and that would generally be entrances to the buildings, lifts, corridors, um, garden areas, swimming pools um, and uh, I guess critically the structure of the building, so walls, floors, um, concrete—you know—components of uh, columns, etc. All of those things form part of the common property, which is shared by all of the owners through the owners corporation, which has the responsibility for. The repair, maintenance, management, administration of that property,
1: and this is obviously fundamentally important uh, because the bylaws have real applicability uh, with respect to what common property is or what should happen on common property, uh, as opposed to your own property.
0: Well, there's lots of there, there, there are lots of controls over the way in which people are able to use common property because it's a shared resource. So, uh, and and there are provisions in the Strata Schemes Management Act that restrict people from being able to do certain things. Um, Smoking can be an example. Doing, carrying out dangerous activities, acting in an offensive manner on the common property. There's much more. um, It's it's much more liberal, I guess, if you're talking about the way in which you know bylaws and the Strata Schemes Management Act can control. What what people do in their own units within their lot property. Um, there are and, and I say that in a guarded way because there are some restrictions on it. But bylaws, the Act, regulations, etc., all um, do control the way in which people are able to use the common property for the the benefit and I I, I guess for for the benefit of all of the other lot owners and the owners corporation as a whole,
1: David, how do a lot owners actually get their head around what actually the common property is when they, you know, take possession of uh, their new lot? Well, you,
0: they they go back to the strata plan and they can see where the walls are because a plan, of course, is looking from the top and looking down on something, so you can see, you know, where the perimeter walls will be. And that, and any, uh, sorry, in addition to that, there are obviously um, horizontal limits as well. And they're the upper surface of the floor of the unit and the lower surface of the ceiling of the unit. And in terms of the sides, they're the um, inside surface of the, the walls and other structures that are around the perimeter of the lot because people own the cubic space that's um, created by the walls, the floor, and the ceiling. And that's, that's the, the lot, There's the cubic space.
1: In practice, do you see uh, disputes arise in relation to what actually is deemed to be common property and what isn't?
0: Of course. And it's always at the grey areas where there can be um, some difficulty um, there was a case recently in the Supreme Court where it was suggested that the wall of a of a building that had a sliding door within it that provided access for a lot owner to step into from the interior part of the unit onto the balcony where the interior part of the unit was lot property and the cubic space created by the balcony was also lot property that the that doorway and the wall structure surrounding it was not part of the common property because it was not a wall that separated the lot from another lot or the lot from other common property and the supreme court was called to decide that that was in the context of a defects case where an owners corporation had sued a builder who carried out defective building work and one of the responses that the builder made was, you're making a complaint about the waterproofing on a door when in fact that door is not common property owned by the owner's corporation, but is in fact lot property owned by the lot owner. And um, the Supreme Court in that case decided that um, because it was part of the common property infrastructure, i.e. the door and the wall surrounding it, was part of the overall structure that supported the whole of the building, but notwithstanding that it didn't separate one lot from another or one one lot from other common property, it was still common property itself. Now, that has um, common sense um, attached to it but mm. applying the same reasoning to a, a, a balcony railing, you might question whether a balcony, a, a balustrade that sits perhaps two or three centimetres or even more inside the lot, whether that is a wall for the purposes of um, uh, being common property infrastructure. In other words, it's not there to support the other building. It's something that just stops someone falling off the edge of the balcony. Um, And if it's not on the edge of the common property, then it's not separating the lot Mm. from common property or the lot from another lot. It's in fact just a safety structure. And if there's something goes wrong with that balustrade, who needs to repair and maintain it? Or if there's a lot where they have a a, um, a balcony, and then on the uh, with it has a, um, a balustrade around it. But on the other side is a garden bed that's also part of the lot. Then that question can become um, very confusing. Now, there's always the problems with paving stones and um, you know, uh, the diff- different types of flooring systems that are um, uh, loose. Or have been changed, or have gone up or down, uh, to make it that 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 can, can it can never be clear um, yeah. exactly where the common property starts and where it ends, uh, and that can be very important. If, for example, there's major waterproofing problems from the roof, there there are, there are uh, those arguments come up from time to time um, about whether. The waterproof membrane and the, the structures on top of it to enable people to walk is is the responsibility of a lot owner or the owner's corporation.
1: It's an important distinction, isn't it? And you can just see that for, by the examples you've given.
0: Oh, look, it, it, it is. And 99% of the time, the answer is obvious. And 99% of the time, it doesn't cause any controversy. But where. It does cause controversy. Um, the, those controversies can be very expensive to resolve, and the subject matter of them can be very expensive themselves. The waterproof membrane, replacing a waterproof membrane on a roof, can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so it's very significant about who's responsible for repairing and maintaining it. Can I just say, Dan? The only way that um, uh, people often uh, do not give sufficient attention to what it is that they're buying when they buy a strata property and they don't look carefully at the strata plan, the bylaws and read the surveyor's notations on that. Nor do they get proper legal advice to have um, a clear understanding about what's theirs and what is someone else's and what they might be responsible for. that that's a um, you know, anyway that can often be a problem because people just take those things for granted.
1: David, uh, quite apart from uh, common property, uh, you know, disputes arise all over the place in Strata and you've just had an interesting case or an interesting win, in fact, uh, in the federal court. Let, let's have a chat about that.
0: Oh, it was it it, it was it was very refreshing. We were, I, I was quite uncertain about it, I I must say. um, Dan, and we we took this on. It was a fairly challenging case because um, there was a decision made in the Federal Circuit Court where um, we, we were and my client was very concerned about the way in which the judge took control of the proceedings and appeared to have Formed views about what the um, the reliability of witnesses was, and how the case should be run, and um, um, and and what the outcome should be before all of the evidence had been heard and before all the parties had made submissions. And you know, regrettably we ended up losing that case in the federal circuit court, and we had to take the the bold decision to appeal to the federal court to say that the the judge had acted in a biased and. Um, um, excessive manner in the way in which the trial had been conducted, and um, thankfully we were successful um, in in doing that. And the uh, 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 justice in the, the federal court has overturned the original decision and um, given us given us an opportunity to go back to have a real uh, a rehearing and have the merits determined in a fair and appropriate way. Um, it's a real. It's a, it's a real lesson about um, you know how far decision-makers are able to go in the line which they manage and participate in proceedings um, and what the consequences can be, which are very dramatic and costly for, for everybody um, if they overstep that mark. But there are always protections there for people in litigation to ensure that they do get a fair trial by an impartial judicial or tribunal member and um, if they feel that that hasn't been done and they certainly can have recourse to, well, in this case, the the federal court, but in other other cases, different jurisdictions in order to remedy that wrong.
1: A big decision uh, for you and the client to go to appeal? Uh, Definitely. It's
0: always risky and it's always costly and it's a... Um, you know, you, you, you need to take the bit between your teeth when you're suggesting that a judge has um, done something wrong as a judicial officer and you've got to ask, you know, another more senior judge to um, to make those findings.
1: David, uh, as usual, if anyone's got any questions around strata law generally or, or, or disputes for that matter, uh, that's what Sax Girachi does.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what we, we, we're conversant with. Um, all of these issues, Dan, and we we deal with them, me me and the team, we we deal with them
1: every day of the week. David, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan.
0: Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or need more information, simply call Saks Jirachi on 0293315177.